Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, uh, the show where I teach you what I've learned over the years from living on the road way too much uh, so that you can learn from my research and my mistakes and not only survive but thrive well out of your element. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about nutrition just in general. Uh, when you're on the road, obviously, it's very, very difficult to eat well because you are constantly uh, eating at restaurants, typically, or you're eating on planes or in hotels, and the nutrition's obviously not great. So rather than get into what the best things are to eat uh, or the best uh, places to eat or, or how to break down your diet or anything like that, I just wanted to start with some basic tools that I use to evaluate what I'm going to eat. So the, the biggest thing that I would say I figured out a few years ago uh, from being on the road so much is when talking about macros, and if you don't know what macros are, they're the basic building blocks of food, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, uh, that give you energy, right? So carbohydrates and protein on average per gram will give you about four calories worth of energy, uh, and uh, fat per gram will give you about nine calories uh, per gram of energy. So when we're talking about macros and when people say you need to consider your macros and make sure you get your ratios right, uh, there's a very simple way that I use to calculate what to eat in any given meal or on any given day to help make sure that regardless of whether I know the overall nutrition nutritional value of something or whether I know exactly what's in something, I kind of have a baseline that keeps me in check and not overeating useless calories, right? Um, so when it comes to these macros, protein is the, the most important macro that's tied to satiety, okay? Satiety meaning being full. And the reason for that is our hormones inside our gut, when it starts to break them down, they're the ones that react to our brain to say, we've had enough food. Protein does that better than fat, better than carbohydrates. And that's why you can, you know, you can sit on the couch and smash a family bag of chips um, and eat 1,500, 2,000 calories, and then 20 minutes later be, be, be hungry again because there's very little protein in it, so you don't feel full. You don't reach satiety. Now, on the flip side of that, if you sat down and just had a plate full of chicken breast, for example, there is no way you would be able to eat 1,500 calories. You would feel, you would feel very full way before you hit that calorie mark, and you would feel full for hours afterwards because that's almost pure protein. So how do I do this when I'm on the road, making sure that uh, I'm always kind of staying in, staying within within balance with my macros without really knowing where I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat, um, or who I'm going to be with when I eat, etc. Other influences that may come up, you know, uh, maybe beers are involved or something like that, where you have less control over your nutrition and you're not really sure what you're eating. So what I figured out a long time ago, um, I shouldn't say a long time ago, a few years ago, is that if you break down your macros in a ratio to calories, and specifically protein, it really helps you stay in check no matter what you're eating, okay? So I've got a calculator up here just from my computer. Um, let's say, for example, that a typical four ounce chicken breast, we'll say, uh, has, um, I don't know, about, I think it's about 21 grams of protein, okay? Don't worry about the math here. The example is just to show you how I do this mentally. Um, so let's say we have 21 grams of protein total, and that same four ounce chicken breast is probably about 110 calories, okay? So if you divide the 21 grams of protein by the 110 calories, that gives you a ratio of 
okay? If everything you eat, regardless of what it is, you take the grams of protein divided by the total calories that are in that particular meal or snack or whatever that you're eating, and that ratio stays above a certain level, it is next to impossible to overeat, regardless of what it is. And here's why. If you want to, uh, so sorry, let me back up here. That ratio for me is about 7.5%, which is not that difficult to achieve, okay? So if I take, for example, I wanna eat 150 grams of protein, which is one gram of protein per pound of body weight. If I stay 150 grams divided by 0.075, which is 7.5%, you'll see that I can do that in 2000 calories. I challenge you to eat 150 grams of protein in a day and still be hungry afterwards, okay? Now, if you keep the ratio even higher, then uh, you can eat the protein that you need to feel full and to be able to have enough energy to get through the day and to continue to build muscle if that's what you're trying to do, or at least not lose muscle. Um, so let's say, example, for example, you keep that ratio to a 10% ratio of protein to calories. Well, now you divide that, it's pretty simple math, but you divide that 150 by 0.1 and you can do 150 grams of protein with only 1500 calories. So you can eat tons of protein, feel extremely full, but still be in a calorie deficit. And this doesn't require that you pick out every single ingredient of every food. You can literally just look at how much protein is in there versus how many total calories, and it'll get you to the right spot every single time. Once you start doing this more and more, you'll start to learn just intuitively what's good to eat and what's not good to eat, okay? So when they give you that pack of pretzels on the plane, yeah, it's only 50 calories or 100 calories or whatever. Um, but there's virtually no protein in it. So it's, it's, a, it's a complete waste when it comes to nutrition for you. Um, I shouldn't say it's a complete waste, but pretzels are a complete waste. <laughs> Carbs will still give you energy, um, but it's quick burn energy and it doesn't really help you feel full or get um, the other nutrients that you need to, to thrive and to feel good, okay? So the reason I start there is I just want everyone to understand how I calculate my protein ratios versus calories um, so that I can look at a meal and I can sort of pick and choose what I eat without really knowing, you know, exactly what the makeup of that particular meal is, especially at a restaurant. It makes it a lot easier. Now, a really good app that I'm sure people have heard of is MyFitnessPal. This is free. You can throw it on your phone. I really like using this. I'm using it on my desktop right now just so that I can show you guys. If you're listening to this in audio only, I highly recommend you check out the YouTube channel. It's called The Road Coach, where these videos are live uh, so that um, you can see exactly what I'm doing on my computer because I always share my screen and you can understand what I'm understand sort of what I'm pointing at and clicking on and, and things like that you can see the resources that I'm using rather than just listening to me talk okay so the first thing when it comes to nutrition super basic I'm not going to get into intermittent fasting I'm not going to get in exactly what nutrients to eat I'm not going to get into supplementation or anything like that uh, in this episode it's just a very very basic basic how to eat better when you're on the road and things are uncertain okay so start with that ratio grams of protein divided by total calories keep that ratio above 7.5, you will not be able to overeat. I can almost guarantee it, okay? So now the question is, how do we figure out what those foods are and how do we start to learn what foods will fall into that ratio? So if you use MyFitnessPal, you can, you can simply go add food at any, for any, uh, any sort of meal. Um, and they've got literally 
everything listed pretty much for every chain restaurant, um, for every supplement for, uh, and then just like basic food, like apples, oranges, all that kind of stuff is in there. So like I said, let's say uh, we're eating skinless, boneless chicken breast because that's what I started with my example, started my example with. So skinless, boneless chicken breast, um, if you look for these check marks, they're usually verified uh, as being properly recorded. Um, so here's a here's a Kroger skinless boneless uh, chicken breast for four ounces. If I click that, and I go add food to diary. So this is a four ounce chicken breast. For those of you that are new to figuring out your food, four ounces is typically about the size of the palm of your hand and just under an inch thick. Um, so four ounce is not a massive chicken breast. If you're getting a chicken breast that's like this at a restaurant, you know, like call it four inches by six inches, that's probably more like a six or seven ounce chicken breast, maybe even an eight ounce chicken breast sometimes. Uh, but most most uh, restaurants now, especially if you get like chicken on a salad or something like that, it's usually a four ounce to five ounce serving, okay? So we can add that meal to our diary and it will literally tell you here. So I wasn't far off and that was, I haven't done this in a long time, but. Uh, it's 22 grams of protein for 110 calories, okay? So again, take that 22 grams of protein over 110 calories, oops, 110 calories, and you'll see that's a ratio of 20%. It's 20%, and you'll see actually, if you look at boxes of chicken, like frozen chicken that's just skinless, boneless, no water added, pure chicken at the grocery store, it usually says 20 or 21% meat protein because that's how much protein is in chicken uh, as a percentage ratio of calories, okay? Uh, when you see stuff, when you see chicken at the store that's uh, frozen in a box and it says like 16 or 15 or 17% meat protein, that means they've taken the raw chicken breast and they've injected water and salt into it to make it way more while not giving it any more nutritional value. That's why when you get chicken breast that's a lot cheaper typically, and it's 16% meat protein, by the time you cook it, it looks like it's half the size of when you started. So it's just a simple trick that the, the uh, food processors use to give more weight to their chicken so that they can get higher margin for their product, okay? So if you're buying frozen meat or if you're buying meat in general, look for the highest percentage of meat and look for nothing but the pure meat that's in it, okay? Uh, sidebar, but important one, okay? So that's 20%. So if you ate chicken all day, literally, you would only be able to eat about maybe 1,200 calories total, um, and you would, be, you would be full all day long, okay? Now, obviously, no one's gonna do that, okay? So let's say, for example, that this same chicken breast now is in a I don't know, a chicken Caesar salad at a restaurant, okay? So you get a full plate of, uh, like a full dinner size chicken Caesar salad on a restaurant menu. Most restaurant menus now, uh, if they're, if they have more than, I forget exactly how many, I think it's if they have more than 20 locations in Canada, it might be different in the US, they have to include calorie information. Uh, it might be 50 locations, but anyways, they have to include calorie information on their menu. So you can always see, um, uh, the total number of calories in any dish that you're ordering and you can easily look up especially if it's a chain How much protein is in it as well? So for example, if it's chicken Caesar salad now, um, let's say that chicken Caesar salad is like 750 calories, okay, so the protein content of that salad is largely going to be the exact same 
as a plain chicken breast, okay? Because lettuce has no calorie, or lettuce has no protein in it. Croutons have very little protein in it. You've got some bacon on it, um, so you may have a few more grams of protein there. Um, and then you've got some Parmesan cheese, so you may have a few more grams of protein there. Okay, so on a typical, say, chicken Caesar salad, you may, instead of having 22 grams of protein from the chicken, you may end up with somewhere around, I don't know, 28 or 30, okay? So let's say it's a 30 gram protein serving, and now it's a 750 calorie salad is the total meal. So knowing that chicken is the bulk of the protein, you can still look at what the ratio is for the entire meal. And in that instance, it's 4%. So if you ate everything at 4% all day long and you wanted to consume uh, 150 grams of protein, which is a gram of protein per body weight for someone like me, uh, then, oops, I did that the wrong way. 150 divided by 0.04. You're gonna weigh overeat, okay? you're gonna eat 3,750 calories. Now, some people burn that many calories, especially if you are very tall, you're very heavy, or you're very active. Um, but me personally, if I lift weights, you know, lift heavy, and I do about a 5K run, and I go about my day and get about 15,000 steps, I'm still only burning about 3,000, maybe 3,200 calories on a good day. So that would be overeating for me. You can't eat chicken Caesar salads all day long and expect to get enough protein and not overeat, okay? Again, I'll mention, the protein benchmark is what will make you feel full. So that's why I aim for protein first, make sure I keep my ratio above seven and a half percent to begin my day, so that by the time I get to 150 grams of protein, which is what I want personally, I'm full and I don't want a snack. That's the goal with doing these ratios, okay? So uh, let's go back in here and um, let's say for example, um, I don't know, chicken wings. Let's, let's do something other than chicken wings. Let's do like a, uh, a beef dip from whatever. We got homemade, here's a Moxie's beef dip. I don't know if Moxie's is everywhere. It's pretty popular here. I'm sure many people know about Moxie's, but anyways, it's a chain restaurant. So beef dip, let's throw that in there. So this beef dip is just the sandwich, okay? So that would be no size. If you throw that in there, you're looking at 57, so this is the second line here because I put that boneless skinless chicken breast in there, 57 grams of protein over 950 total calories. So you do the math simply, and you can do this on your phone obviously, 57 over 950 is 0.06, okay? So it's still not the 7.5% threshold, but you gotta keep in mind a beef dip sandwich is like 60% bread, right? Um, so that's why when you're going for um, burgers or sandwiches or wraps at a restaurant, take, take a look at where your ratios are of protein to calories and maybe that's where you wanna order you know, a lettuce bun for the first meal of the day if you're gonna have two or three meals. Um, or maybe you forego the bun altogether and you just eat the meat with some, you know, some salad on the side or you know, if you're eating a lot of just plain meat, then a lot of times you can afford to have fries or something like that that have very little protein and just empty calories. Um, so start to do that and you'll notice that you'll, your, not only your satiety levels will, will um, stay in check, you won't be as hungry all the time, but you can also make sure that you don't overeat throughout the day. Use MyFitnessPal, I find it an absolute great app. Play around with it, take a look at what you've eaten for the last week and throw it into MyFitnessPal. See where your ratios play out. You don't need to set goals necessarily. You can, MyFitnessPal is super customizable. Um, 
all you really need to look at is how many grams of protein am I getting divided by how many calories am I eating and that will keep you in check, keep you from overeating um, and keep you full while also being able to gain or maintain muscle. Now, the one other caveat I will say before I end this episode is that um, restaurants and, and I'll get into sort of restaurant nutrition in a different episode. We'll go through some of the research, um, some of the studies that have been done, but a lot of restaurants in, especially in the US, there is a plus or minus of about 20%. Some restaurants were even as high as 40% on their calories, okay? So don't assume that just because this Moxie's beef dip sandwich says it's 950 calories, on the menu that it will actually be 950 calories, okay? Because plus or minus 20%, it could be, uh, what is that, 95, so an extra 200 calories. So that could be anywhere from, uh, that could be anywhere from like 750, if the bun was a little bit smaller, or they put a lot less meat or cheese on it or whatever they're putting on it, um, or it could be as high as 1150. Okay. So these, there's always some caveat when it comes to restaurants, but when you start to learn what are good foods and bad foods for you personally in your diet, you'll start to figure out on any menu, no matter where you go, what's a good thing to eat and what's going to help you move towards your goals and what's going to take you further away from them. Uh, because if you're like me and you live on the road 50, 60, 75% of the time, sometimes if you don't eat well, it affects your performance and it affects the way you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. We all want to get better here at being at thriving when we're out of our element and nutrition is one of the key cornerstones to being able to do that all right if you want to learn more follow me on instagram at rj crate subscribe to the youtube channel at the road coach reach out anytime if you have suggestions for episodes and uh, as always we'll see you soon hope you're thriving out there